1: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is believe. Episode
0: of the Power Ranking Show is brought to you by Bet Online. Bet Online is your number one source for all of your betting needs. Get the latest odds, lines, and matchup reports for football, basketball, baseball, boxing, golf, and more. BetOnline continues to be the fastest and the easiest way to place your wagers, including live betting and your favorite casino and card games that are available to play right from your phone. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and get in on the action. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE for your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline, where the game starts.
1: And that, of course, is the voice of at... Marcus underscore Mosher. This is the Power Rankings Podcast, a.k.a. the Power Rankings Show. It's uh, time to do some rankings, and we got some Monday Night Reaction, a really good one tonight, Kansas City and Philadelphia, rematch of the Super Bowl last year. And uh, right off the top, I, th- I guess it would uh, most people's take are going to be, boy, the Eagles escaped with the win. I don't know that I would look at it that way, but how do you look at it?
0: The Kansas City Chiefs are in major trouble major, major trouble. And I know they're seven and three and they show the graphic of their remaining schedule the rest of the way. And it's a cupcake schedule and they're going to get to 13 wins and nobody's going to care, but this isn't a super bowl caliber team. It's just not Elliot, They've been shut out in the second half, in three straight games. They have no team speed. There's nobody that they can rely on on offense except for Travis Kelsey. And even Travis Kelsey is showing his age a little bit with drop passes and turnovers and not being able to create up the catch. This offense just isn't good, and it's not going to be good enough to get them to the Super Bowl.
1: Well, I think they came out with the right idea, and uh, Marcus and I talked earlier. I I, I I need to spend a different podcast going over my thoughts on this because we ranked the teams tonight, and I want to get to that. But the aversion to running the football in the NFL right now is disgusting. Like, literally, teams could win games if they literally just went to handing the stupid ball off and doing it from under center, I might add. But that's a whole other issue but Kansas city had the right idea. They ran right at Philadelphia and they were extremely successful at it. And when they tried to get it to their receivers and make the receivers beat the Eagles, they could beat them on the routes. But if you can't catch the ball, who cares? And this game wasn't an anomaly. Uh, drop passes has been kind of a theme really for the chiefs receivers this whole year. Am I saying anything that's not true? Am I being too harsh? They were already, I think the worst in the league. They certainly yeah. were close to it. And, um, I mean, those drops were an abomination. I mean, they were awful. And I, and I'll be honest with you. Uh, this is new. Uh, I can tell you, I you guys know, I watch a lot of old games. Receivers did not used to drop the ball like this in the seventies, eighties, even the nineties. They really didn't. I think the gloves that these guys wear actually make them worse at catching the ball. I'm not kidding because you're relying on equipment. And uh, I, you know, I don't care if that's an unpopular take, you can't drop some of these passes and it, I'm not just cherry picking this game. If you guys watch Chargers Packers, I watched every play of that. There was a horrible, there's multiple horrible drops in that game. I assume you saw um, yep. the drop by their rookie first rounder at the end of that game. Yep. Yeah, we'll talk about the Chargers in a minute. Uh, but, uh, you know, in terms of Kansas City, I do agree with you. That the offense is problematic and we want to get to Philadelphia real quick. I just want to say one thing about the Chiefs here. Uh, I tell you what, actually, I will save it for when we get to their ranking. Let's talk Eagles real quick before we move on. Um, you know, we hear resilience used a lot in sports now, but this really was a resilient win. Philadelphia really did hang in there when it was 17-7. to 7.
0: Yeah, and they got two huge red zone turnovers, and that was the difference in the game. Even if the Chiefs just kicked field goals there, they win that game. The Eagles really didn't do anything on offense except for one big play to Devontae Smith in the second half. But that's all they needed, right? That was the one play that they got that Kansas City didn't. I don't think this was the most impressive win for Philadelphia, but you went on the road, beat a supposedly good team, and now you are in complete control in the NFC.
1: Well, they did get a couple of good plays from Swift uh, on little short dumps where he's obviously a very explosive player. It's really hard to get that explosion when you're handing off out of the shotgun. But when you throw the ball on a screen where the running back's already moving a little bit, you can get some of that explosion. And again, that's something that drives me nuts. And the running game was a huge theme in this game because Kansas City came out and had great success with it in the first half, and they were winning. And they were scoring points. Not a lot of points, but some points. In the uh, the, the problem with the Eagles were, and I was texting you, they're throwing none-yard outs. Hey, Marcus, why not just run the ball there instead of throwing none-yard outs? Please tell me the point of throwing a nine-yard out to Devontae Smith on the left and almost having a turnover, then throwing another one and getting zero yards, then throwing one to the right to Julio Jones and getting one yard. What's the point of it? Why not just run the ball? What is the possible advantage? Well, of they, the, I mean, they, they were getting the
0: butts kicked up front with, with their, their four defensive linemen. I mean, Chris Jones dominated the game, so they couldn't run the ball up the middle. They tried running sideline to sideline, and the the speed got to them a little bit. But they did have success when they were doing some of these You know, screens across the middle of the field where Swift got the ball when he was already moving. I mean, frankly, Kansas City's defense just flat-out dominated this game.
1: I hardly saw Philadelphia run up the middle at all from the second quarter on. In fact, the one time they did, the reason it got blown up was because Jalen Hurts held the ball in the tailback's stomach for too long. That's why it got stuffed. The only other runs they had up the middle – were designed draws by Jalen Hurts. I get it. It doesn't work early in the game. That doesn't mean you never go back to it. Anything's better than continuing to throw zero-yard passes. Then what happened when they finally threw the ball down the field? They get a deep shot to Devontae Smith, So, uh, which, by the way, great play by him on that ball, man. That was a tough catch. I love the way he slowed up and made that play. Uh, He's a really good player, obviously. Uh, I think the Eagles did miss Dallas Goddard tonight. Uh, That should be said. Uh, Obviously, he's been a big player for them. Um, Do you see any weaknesses with Philadelphia the way you do Kansas City?
0: Yeah, I think their corners are still really suspect. Their linebackers are an issue, but the Kansas City Chiefs just didn't have the players to expose them there. So it wasn't that big of a deal.
1: Are you really frustrated because you really wanted Philadelphia to lose this game?
0: (laughs) I mean, obviously, yes. Yeah. But I'm also looking at it as the AFC I, I want there to be good teams in the AFC to make the playoffs compelling, and we've we'll get to it. But frankly, we do not have a good team in the AFC. We don't.
1: Hey, this is what I was telling you like a month and a half ago, and you pooped, we don't have any good teams. That's what well, I was trying to tell you.
0: I think we have. I think we have three and a half good teams in the NFL. In and the, NFC. All in the NFC, and they're all in the yeah. NFC.
1: I will say, if Philadelphia lost tonight would have made the league a little more compelling in the sense that. Then you have Dallas and Philadelphia's matchup coming up in a few weeks at uh you know with the uh cowboys at home. Maybe the Cowboys could catch them because the Cowboys schedule is not hard up until that point. But we'll get to the Cowboys in a little bit. Do you want to say something on uh, Dallas or
0: Dallas is a fairly easy schedule coming up, but the back end of the schedule they go Philadelphia, uh then they play Buffalo at Miami. Home against Detroit. That's a pretty brutal schedule coming up for them.
1: Definitely, but if both teams were nine and three, and Dallas beats Philadelphia, in Dallas they absolutely have a chance because Philadelphia's schedule sure isn't easy. So a lot easier now, though. Yeah. Okay. So let's uh, let's go to ranking some teams. Let's put up the screen. Look at that. Marcus built this himself. Take a bow, or not? Thank you. Okay. Uh, last up. Speaking of the Cowboys, they played Carolina. Uh, at 32, all I want to say on Carolina is I totally agree with Greg Olson. It's really difficult to evaluate a young quarterback when you can't protect him at all, and he doesn't really have great skill players around him. So for Bryce Young, probably need to quit comparing him to CJ Stroud because it's not the same situation at all. Not that Stroud has great shakes around him, but he's got a lot better protection and players around him right now than Bryce Young does. New England Patriots were off; they're having a terrible season. What are they? Marcus two and eight, two and seven. Yeah. I always I two forget eight. two and eight, right? right. And then uh, the Tennessee Titans, who got beat by Jacksonville. I think really the only surprise here, so Carolina 32, New England 31, Tennessee 30. The only real surprise here for me is that I moved Washington all the way down to 29, but uh, it was bad. I I think Washington's a little bit better than
0: this. They just had a bad game against the Giants. They can still throw the ball. Uh, They did get nine sacks in this game, which is absolutely incredible to lose a game by double digits where you get nine sacks. I think Washington's a little better than this number twenty-nine ranking.
1: I like it better when you do the split screen, so I can see your frustration on the side with the. I, rankings I, I'm to too upset side of you. There you go. I'll put it back. Go ahead. <laughs> uh, Giants big win. I was happy to see Tommy DeVito. I don't know about you. Get get just make some plays, man. You know it was cool. The Giants, by the way, got all these takeaways and still barely won uh, that football game. Arizona, I heard some interesting commentary from uh, Rich Gannon on Sirius uh, Radio this morning about how much Kyler Murray's in the gun and how that can really hurt that offense. And uh, Arizona has been competitive with him, uh, but I I don't think this team is really going anywhere. And I am curious how his career is going to pan out, but uh, a lot of time there to decide that. Atlanta Falcons at 26. I don't really know what to make of this Falcons team. I don't think they're going anywhere fast. And the Chicago Bears at 25, who Marcus... I think Justin Fields heard the kind of the the uh, communication out there about uh, or the rumblings rather about the Bears are going to evaluate him. That was Jay Glazer's report on Fox NFL Sunday that this is kind of his test run, you know, whether or not he's a quarterback of the future from here on out. The Bears played some inspired football, but ultimately it was a Fields turnover that lost this game in the end. Although
0: I don't know how much that was his fault. The right tackle got beat so quickly.
1: I agreed. Agreed. Yeah, so, yes, But overall,
0: fair. I'm good with the Bears being here. I thought they were very competitive against the Lions. Fields in his first game back from the injury played really well. So I'm, I'm encouraged.
1: Yeah, I, and I thought as soon as I said that, I was like, oh, come on, Elliot. Now that's unfair because that was an incredible play by Hutchinson. Uh, Fields right before that, Darnell, a Darnier hit Mooney, I believe, on a deep ball. I don't know if you saw it. I mean, he yep. just missed him. Um, Boy, that was a tight game in Detroit, but the Bears showing some improvement. That's why they're at the top of the bad team ranking 32 through 25. Let's go to 24 to 17 for utter mediocrity. Uh, Got the Jets at 24. They're finally going with Tim Boyle. Uh, Marcus, some people think that's a couple of weeks too late. Uh, Jordan Love. Actually made some really good plays uh, in this game. Uh, Green Bay Chargers, I'm speaking of. The Packers are 23rd. I still don't think the Packers really have a chance at the wild card, even though they're technically uh, still alive in that race. Ditto the Raiders who won, or excuse me, who lost a game that seemed close. I don't know if it was as close as the score, but uh, any thoughts on 24 through 22? Jets, Packers, Raiders at 22. I'm curious why Robert
0: Sala made the move to bench Zach Wilson now. He just got done last week saying that he's been playing some of the best football of his career. He's not the – Come on. To me, this is such a panic move by Robert Sala that I'm actually kind of disgusted by it. His defense got shredded by Buffalo, and he's making Zach Wilson look like the scapegoat. Remember a couple weeks ago when Robert Sala said that we've embarrassed every quarterback that we've played against, Yeah, and then Josh Allen just comes out and has a massive day against you? I kind of think it was a coward move by Robert Sala to do it now.
1: Well, I mean, honestly, why not do this a week ago and quit hyping up Zach Wilson's exactly. play when it wasn't If you're going to do this, do Either, this a week ago. Yeah. Okay. Uh, at 21, the Bucks, uh Baker Mayfield kind of getting into it. It seemed like a little bit with Nick Bosa com- complaining. That was kind of a fun moment from this weekend. I don't know if you guys were able to see mm-hmm. that. And uh, Bosa explaining the rule book to him. Uh, 49ers handled the Bucks. We think – the Bucks still have a great shot at winning the NFC South. Cincinnati Bengals all the way down to twenty. Marcus, hard to know what to do with them right now. You know, you don't know what to make of Browning. I don't think we can evaluate him off of being, you know, entered into the game at Baltimore uh, last what what night? When was that? It was Thursday. that Thursday. Thursday? Seems like forever ago. And then the aforementioned Chargers. I mean, drop, drop, and more drops. Eckler slipping, fumbling inside the five. They lose both in the first quarter. And Brandon Staley just did not inspire confidence in his post game. I don't know if you saw it, it. but he seems defensive. It seems like he doesn't want to take any personal responsibility. It reminds me of a head coach that I know and love. Well, at least somebody's playing
0: some defense out for the, uh, the LA chargers because my gosh, that defense is bad. I, I, I I honestly thought I was going to wake up on Monday and see that Brandon Staley got fired. And the fact that he's still there is kind of mind boggling. Um, I, that team just needs an entire reset. They've got the number one quarterback in the league in terms of QBR, by pro football focus, by passer rating, and they can't get wins. It's unbelievable.
1: Yeah, I think the Bengals are the most interesting team on this list just because it's hard to say what they are right now without Joe Burrow. I don't think we can it's put them at the bottom season. of the heat.
0: It sucks. But it it's the it, last it
1: might be. It might be. Let's talk 18 and 17 real quick. We've got the Colts. And the Saints here, uh, the Colts still have a very good shot for the wild card. Uh, They're right in it. They're five and five. Uh, No one's really giving them a chance, but Marcus, they're not out of it. And then the Saints right now are in prime position in the NFC South, but they've got a banged up quarterback. They've already lost one matchup to Tampa, and they're might be the biggest Jekyll and Hyde team uh, in the league.
0: Yeah, Derek Carr still in concussion protocol. Sounds like we might be getting Jameis this week. Um
1: You already had a banged-up shoulder, though, too. I know. Yeah, okay. I have no idea what to expect from them. Yeah, okay. We'll see how that plays out. Like I said, though, guys, the Colts are not out of it. They really aren't. I wish kind of they could have won that game against the Cleveland Browns that they deserved a few weeks back. Uh, We'll get to Cleveland, by the way, on this board of teams. This is 16 through 9. Got the Broncos at 16, the Rams at 15, and the Steelers at 14. First of all, the Broncos and Steelers are almost identical. They're teams (laughs) that live off of takeaways – that are making some plays on defense, that aren't getting any good uh, offensive play hardly. People are going to point out Russell Wilson's stats. To be honest, I'd rather play the Broncos in Pittsburgh because Pittsburgh has some big-time players on defense. Regardless of the takeaways the other night, the Broncos are doing this with smoke and mirrors, and Pittsburgh actually has definitive all-pro level players. I don't know that the Broncos do. Their best player is a corner Uh, I have the Rams over the Broncos. Quite frankly, the Rams are 17th in offense. I think 18th in defense, the Broncos are 23rd in offense and 30th in defense. They really shouldn't have won a game against Minnesota. I realize they've won a few games in a row now. Maybe I'm being a little unfair, but I think they're a very mediocre team. That's why they're 16. Any problem with Broncos, 16 Rams, 15 and Steelers, 14 here? No, uh,
0: I, Probably Pittsburgh's gonna be the one to get into the playoffs, but watch out for the Rams. I think they're what four and six now through ten games. The NFC playoff the wild card hunt is wide open outside of Dallas. Seattle's got a brutal schedule coming up. The Vikings just lost. Rams not out of it in the NFC.
1: One more thing here on Broncos Rams. Matt Stafford proved he could grip the ball and make throws down the field. The Rams passing offense is miles better than the Broncos are. And I know what people are thinking. Yeah, but the Broncos defense, statistically speaking, they're not better than the Rams. They've had a really bad year. They cannot stop the run. If Minnesota would have kept running the ball on them, they would have won the game. Uh, speaking of Minnesota, we're going to get to them right now. We've got Buffalo Bills at 13, got the big win against the Jets. Finally made some plays on defense, although they got help from a putrid offense. Minnesota Vikings are at 12. I think coaching – really hurt them late in that game when they should have run the ball. They threw a behind-the-line-of-scrimmage pass to Madison. And then the Cleveland Browns, another team really struggling on offense right now with a backup quarterback, but their defense is so doggone good under Jim Schwartz right now. They can win a lot of games. Who do you like the best out of these three, Buffalo, Minnesota, and Cleveland? I, I, I like Buffalo the best of any
0: team on this entire list. Now I know their schedule or their their record doesn't reflect that, but man, they're they've been in every single game. They've lost some really fluky games. Their point differential I think is the second or third best in the league, but they're probably gonna not they're probably not gonna make the playoffs after screwing around against the Patriots and the Broncos. I just think if they're on a neutral field against any of these teams, they're probably favored.
1: On a neutral field, yes. At Cleveland, I think Cleveland beats these teams with defense, kicking game. I, I, I really do. That's can Cleveland score they...
0: enough to beat Buffalo, though? At
1: home? In Cleveland, yes. Uh, in do, the playoffs, they, I don't can know. Can they score 17? Maybe, but here's the thing. What are the chances Buffalo is getting a home playoff game? Zero. Nil. Not one. Zero, exactly. Okay, let's talk Seattle and Houston here. They're 10 and 9. We had talked about maybe Houston. Uh Upending the Jags in the AFC South, that could still happen. They got a really tight win, and I like the win for them because C.J. Stroud made mistakes and overcame them. He threw three interceptions after I bragged about him the other day on the podcast, only throwing two picks all year. Seattle had the loss. Geno Smith came out, and Drew Locke was so not good, Marcus, for the time that he came in. Seattle really blew a game it needed to have to really solidify a playoff spot. Uh, Who do you like of these two?
0: Hmm. probably Houston it, it, it's going to get really scary here for the Seahawks here's their next four games you ready mm-hmm. they play at home or at home against the 49ers on Thanksgiving they play yeah. a week later at Dallas uh, on Thursday night <laughs> they play at 49ers the following week home against the Eagles those are their next four games Man. they can easily lose all four of those
1: you bet, I lose or at least three out of four. And even that's going to be really tough. They really needed this game against the Rams. And if they wanted, honestly, I think they were absolutely a playoff team. Uh, again, Broncos 16, Rams 15, Steelers 14. I've got the Bills at 13, Vikings at 12, Browns at 11, Seattle in the top 10, barely. And the Texans in the top 10. I think it's the first time all year I've had the Texans there, I think. Uh, let's go to the top eight teams in the league. Not really any change here. Um, but the, the teams are kind of, uh, they may not be jockeying for position in these rankings, but I do have different thoughts about them than I did a week or two ago. Let's start with Jacksonville at eight. They were able to rebound from that just awful home performance against the 49ers. I, I'm a little concerned about their passing game, Marcus. I mean, Trevor Lawrence, I still think he's a great player. He had some rushing touchdowns, but you look at his TDI and T ratio and some other numbers. It hasn't been a great year.
0: No, I'm still waiting for that offense to click. Still waiting for Calvin Ridley to really take off. Uh, They're just kind of a a work in progress, but they've got a huge game against the Texans this week. Uh, That should tell us a lot.
1: Uh, Miami's my number seven team. I think this is a fair ranking, but right now I'd have to say Tyree kills the MVP of the league. 140 more yards. We uh, Marcus and I did a podcast. uh, We did it on Friday morning. If you didn't catch that, I did my top five MVPs. Marcus definitely blew one of those up and he was right. Uh, But uh, Tyree kill. MVP right now, number one. I'm, I'm good with it. Yeah, it's unbelievable the year he's having. Detroit, big comeback win. Similar to C.J. Stroud, uh, Jared Goff threw two or three interceptions in this game, and it was not looking good. They were down 12 late in the game. They put together two drives. Super exciting game. Got some really tough running from David Montgomery. I tell you what, when Montgomery is fired up, man, he is a physical runner. I enjoy watching him play. Uh, and then a huge play by Hutchinson at the end of the game. Clutch win. Looking forward to watching the Lions on Thanksgiving. Uh, Baltimore at number five. They kind of escaped in the sense that they didn't have to play against Joe Burrow. They did give up a drive to Joe Burrow and the Bengals, but then Burrow got hurt. Uh, I think this is the right ranking. Obviously, it's my ranking. I'm going to think that. But do you think any of these teams should be swapped?
0: No, I'm good with that. Uh- Baltimore is the one that I struggle with because they were losing to the Bengals at home before Burrow got hurt. And then I, I just don't know what to think about them going forward, especially now without Mark Andrews. I think they are a good team. I don't think they're one of the top four teams in the NFL.
1: I think it's easy to be alarmed about the lions, you know, having such a scare against the bears in Detroit But, you know, it's a division game. And like I said, Justin Fields knows he's being evaluated. He wanted to go out there and show something. And I like the way the Lions recovered from, you know, you give the ball away even to a weaker team, you're going to lose. We see it all the time. And uh, this was another example of that. Okay. Uh, Speaking of the Lions-Bears game. Okay. So I've got Jags at eight, Dolphins at seven, the Lions at six, the Ravens at five. Here are my top four. Uh, The Cowboys, that start with them. They're in the cleanup spot. I could move them higher. You know, they had another blowout win. Their point differential is absolutely outstanding right now. They're getting takeaway points, it seems like, every other week. The offense wasn't bad. It wasn't amazing or anything. A lot of a lot of dinking and dunking. Uh, but it's hard to evaluate them when they're playing the worst team in the league. It's hard to say, I'm going to leapfrog them on this week. I'm not leapfrogging
0: them because of their performance. I am moving them though up because of somebody else's perform or because somebody else needs to be dropped down.
1: I'm guessing you're going to say Kansas City, yep. uh, who I have at two. But before we get to them, I have San Francisco at three. They took care of business against the Bucks. Nothing super exciting. It just nope. kind of a lunch pail, right? Like go to work kind of game for the 49ers. They won it by a couple of scores. They wanted it at home. They took care of business. I think this team is going to be really tough. I assume you have no problem with them ahead of the Cowboys. I think that's where they need to be right now. So let's get to Kansas City at number 2. We talked about their problems earlier. I'm assuming this is a team so you would want 49ers 2, Dallas 3, Chiefs 4, then Ravens 5.
0: Uh maybe. I you could convince me that Detroit should be ahead of them. They beat them I, in Kansas City, right? I I, I just have so many concerns about this Chiefs team. I'm going to give you two quick stats before we move before we move on. It's officially November 21st here on the East Coast recording this late uh, late Monday night. The Chiefs have not scored a second half point since October 20th, Elliot. It's been a month now. Here's the fewest points in NFL history in the first 10 games of the season in the second half. The 2019 Dolphins, that's the team that was notorious for tanking. Remember, trying Mm -hmm. to tank for Tua? The 2016 Browns, that's the one that went – they never won a game. And the Kansas City Chiefs, this is one of the worst second-half offenses in NFL history, and I don't see how it gets better going forward.
1: Well, I think they will catch the ball a little bit better. I think they will use Pacheco and maybe use McKinnon a little bit more. If I'm going to keep this a little bit positive – my assistant coach of the year would be Steve Spagnolo. I, I mean, their defense, once again tonight, played really good football. And they were all over the place. I mean, yes, Philadelphia scored, what, 21 points? Big whoopee. This Chiefs defense is there time and time and time again. And uh, their secondary made big-time plays. They almost got a strip-sack fumble. The ball just gratuitously <laughs> uh Popped right back into Jalen Hurts, you know, on McDuffie's mm-hmm. uh, corner blitz, man. That was just, uh, I don't know, gratuitously, uh, how about luckily? And either way, I'm just saying that I got to give the Chiefs defense their due, man. They are keeping them in football games. And when you have a quarterback like Mahomes and a kicker like Bucker, along with the head coach and a great defense, you can still win it all, believe it or not. But you might be right. They, maybe I should have moved them down. Let's it, talk Philly real quick. Really, Go ahead. If Chiefs and the 49ers play at a neutral field, who's favored? The 49ers may be favored, but the last time I saw Kansas City play San Francisco, it was in San Francisco, and the Chiefs blew the doors off.
0: Yeah, but that was Brock Purdy's first career start. Okay. Actually, he didn't even start okay. that game. He came in in the second half.
1: Brock okay. Purdy, by the way, just had a perfect
0: passer rating against Tampa Bay.
1: Yeah, yeah. All right. Look, we know you're mad about the game.
0: <laughs> I'm just saying this Chiefs this Chiefs offense is not good. I know he, they've got Patrick Mahomes, but I think it's going to take people another few games to realize how big of an issue it really is.
1: It's a huge issue. But when your defense plays this well and you make your kicks, it keeps you in games. That's just a fact. I mean, that's, you know, that's that's why they are where they are. I don't disagree with you that their offense is horrible right now. Um, it, it'd be interesting to see. I mean, if the receivers start catching balls, we might have a be having a different conversation. But I mean, that's part of the game, right? Drops are part of the, your skill set. So it's not fluky what you're saying. I don't I'm not disagreeing with you. I just think it is possible for them to turn some of this around by catching the ball. Team speed's another thing, though. That's what they don't have on Mm -hmm. offense. I think that's a bigger concern. I think the drop passes can be corrected. Let's talk Philadelphia real quick. Uh, It's easy to overlook them. It seems like we don't really talk about them every week because I always have them in the top spot, and we talk about everybody else. What do you make of this team overall right now, just season long? It still feels like we haven't seen them
0: play an A-plus game, right? Where yep. Everything clicks. The offense you know yep. plays really well. And Jalen Hurts threw an interception today. He didn't throw a touchdown, really only made one big throw. But they continue to win these games. And I think that's a sign of a good team. Can you win games even when you don't play your best football against good opponents? And they have. I'll
1: tell you what. He is so calm. Uh, when things aren't going well, and even after the game, when, you know, uh, Lisa Salters asked him like five questions post game, it was, it was a lengthy post game and I could tell he wanted to get out of there and he patiently answers each one. He says the right things. He's one of these guys, he says the right things without sounding like he's just giving cliche. I'm going to say the right things talk. You know what I mean? He actually sounds sincere. Like he's thinking it through. Look, maybe this doesn't mean anything. Uh, to the casual observer, but you know just being around a lot of these athletes I, I I am very impressed by his composure period and it shows when he's in the pocket too. He doesn't uh, he doesn't panic. They got nothing on design runs from him early in the game and then they get that big touchdown you know and um, the the deep ball was under throw. it's also a wet night and uh, ultimately they still made the play and the Eagles got the win and and I think you're right and it's something he alluded to they still haven't played their best game. But again, Jacksonville at eight, Miami at seven, Detroit at six, Baltimore at five, Dallas at four, San Fran at three. Marcus would like to see the Chiefs, who I have at two, maybe back around four, and then Philadelphia at one. So with that, I give you the final thoughts, sir. I said
0: it before at the top of the show. I think the three best teams are in the NFC, Eagles, 49ers, Cowboys. And if you want to say that the Lions are better than the Cowboys, I've got no problem with that at all. To me, it feels like the NF- the Super Bowl goes to the NFC. Whoever wins that NFC championship game, likely between the Eagles and the 49ers, are gonna be- they're going to be our Super Bowl champion. I-, I just have a hard time envisioning any team in the AFC stacking up against the Eagles, against the 49ers in a neutral field.
1: Yeah, it's, it's going to be tough. I, I still think I'd be worried if I were the Cowboys playing the Chiefs, but I certainly would not put the Lions uh, over the Cowboys. I wouldn't. So uh, that's the way I see it for now with the best teams in the league. But if you want to hear more about the Dallas Cowboys, obviously you can listen to Locked On Cowboys at Marcus Host with Landon McCool. Give Landon a follow. Marcus also does a Dynasty podcast twice a week, also on the Locked On Network. He covers the Raiders for USA Today. Raiders Wire, which is a lot more fun gig now that the Raiders are actually competitive. And he writes for the 33rd team. He's at Marcus underscore Mosher on Twitter. And we will see you guys for picks in a couple days. Take care, everybody. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy sandwich, but you're the Fileo fish sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun? Yeah, you get it